Hello everyone and welcome to Chemistry is Everywhere, a show where I will talk about chemistry in our daily lives and in the world around us. This episode is about nitrogen. Just as carbon dioxide, also nitrogen has a link to climate change. But when I talk to people around me, most of them had to admit they did not know what the actual nitrogen issue is. So in this episode, I will talk about nitrogen, what it is, where it comes from, and the role of nitrogen in climate change. Nitrogen is a chemical element with symbol N and atomic number 7. That means that it also has 7 electrons and 3 of them are unpaired electrons in the valence shell, so readily available for chemical bonds. Nitrogen is also the main component of the air that we breathe. It's about 78% and 21% oxygen. 1% of all the other components. But nitrogen is not present in air as nitrogen atoms, but as a nitrogen molecule, N2, consisting of two nitrogen atoms. The atoms are combined by three single bonds. It's the unpaired electrons that form a covalent bond. And it also means that this bond contains a, a very high energy. So nitrogen in air is present in a, in a non-reactive form. It would take a lot of energy to make nitrogen react. Nitrogen is also an important nutrient for plants. Uh, but plants cannot uh, absorb nitrogen from air because it's, it's non-reactive. There are some bacteria that are capable of transforming atmospheric nitrogen into nitrogen compounds that can be used by plants, uh, such as ammonia, nitrites and, and nitrates. Nitrogen contributes to climate change via two different pathways and each requires a separate approach in terms of reducing their content. First of all there's emission and then we're talking about the volatile nitrogen compounds such as ammonia and the various oxides of nitrogen, mainly nitrous oxide. And then there's deposition and that is all the nitrogen species that land on soil, both farmland and nature areas. And then we're talking about the non-volatile nitrogen components such as ammonium salts, including urea, nitric acid and nitrite and nitrate salts. Now what are the sources of, of nitrogen? First of all, there's agriculture uh, with emissions from livestock and the use of fertilizers. 
transportation, emissions from vehicles, ships and airplanes that are, that are still burning fossil fuels. The industry, oil refineries, chemical factories, steel producers, there are large uh, contributors. And then there's a domestic component. Nitrous oxide is a greenhouse gas and is currently the third largest contributor to global warming after carbon dioxide and methane. And while not as abundant in the atmosphere as carbon dioxide, it is nearly 300 times more reactive in its ability to warm the planet. And that's due to its molecular structure. Greenhouse gases warm the earth by absorbing energy slowing the rate at which energy escapes to space so they, they act like a blanket in insulating the earth. Different greenhouse gases have different effects on the earth's warming. Two ways in which these gases differ from each other are first of all their ability to absorb energy also known as the radiative efficiency and second how long they stay in the atmosphere in other words, their, their lifetime. The term global warming potential was developed to allow to compare the impact of different gases. It is a measure of how much energy the emissions of one ton of a gas will absorb uh, over a given period of time compared to the emissions of one ton of carbon dioxide. The larger the global warming potential the more a gas warms the earth compared to CO2. This allows scientists to add up the emission estimates of the different gases and it allows policymakers to compare emission reduction opportunities for different sectors and for different gases. CO2 has a global warming potential of 1 it's by definition and regardless of the, the time period used because this is being used as the reference as the standard co2 remains in the climate system for a very long time emissions cause an increase in atmospheric concentration that will last for, for thousands of years that's also because of its molecular structure CO2 is, is the final oxidation state of carbon. Nitrous oxide has a global warming potential of between 265 and 298 times that of CO2 for a 100 year time scale. Nitrous oxide emitted today remains in the atmosphere for more than 100 years on average. There is a range because there are multiple methods of calculating global warming potential. And it's based on how to account for the influence of future warming on the carbon cycle. And these are forecasts. So no one presently can say which method is right or which is wrong. It's like with weather forecasts. Only in hindsight you can say which one proved to be more reliable.
can reduce the level of reactive nitrogen in our atmosphere by switching to zero emission fuels and to plant-based food instead of animal and dairy food. But we still need fertilizers to feed the ever-increasing number of people on Earth. So the main challenge relates to the use of fertilizers. And resolving this problem requires an understanding of the chemistry that is involved. In the old days, before the use of nitrogen fertilizers, nature's way of making nitrogen available relied on the action of specific bacteria, so-called nitrification bacteria. And they can break the triple bond of the inert nitrogen molecule in the air. If we could design special proteins that could do the same, that would greatly reduce the amount of fertilizers that is needed, and that would help our climate. Thanks again for listening. I hope you liked it and you learned something today. For any comments, questions or suggestions, feel free to send me a message. Till the next episode.